The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get $100 in free bets. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. And make sure to check out Draft Day 2.0. Starting August 9th at noon Pacific, Ryan Real Money Kramer will begin drafting for 24 straight hours. The Fantasy Football Marathon will raise money for Daryl, a loyal listener who was injured in a motorcycle accident. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft day for more details. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, August 8th, currently 5.15 on the East Coast, here to break down the Tuesday schedule in Major League Baseball. And joining me to help me break it down is the main man, my co-host on the East Coast, Central Coast, whatever you want to call it. He's somewhere out there. Noah Beanick. Noah, how's it going, buddy? How are we going, Munaf? Doing pretty well. Yesterday's podcast was pretty fun. We don't know how we yeah. did on yesterday's podcast performance-wise, but I feel like we handicapped it pretty well. Um, but as you know, recording it Monday afternoon, uh, all of Monday's games are at night. So there is still time, if you're listening to this at like Monday, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, to jump into our Moonshot Monday on a late night. There's a couple of them at 10 o'clock tonight. So um, jump in there and maybe win an uh, SGPN gift card. Yeah, and if you're watching the live stream on YouTube, uh, you could get that information obviously live since we are live on YouTube. So, uh, yeah, Moonshot Mondays was launched uh, as of this morning. Um, You know, it's all on the MLB Gambling Podcast Twitter account. Uh, All you have to do is pick a hitter. To hit a home run on the schedule on Monday, put in the odds and make sure you're following the MLB uh, Gambling Podcast Twitter account and the winner will win a $10 gift card to the merch store for SGPN. So lots uh, of entrances. Love it. Yeah, a lot of a lot of great response so far. You know, the the Discord server uh, MLB uh, channel has been popping off with, you know, topics about home runs and then. Uh, bets and things like that. I've gotten a lot of responses on uh, on the post that we put up as well. So uh, hopefully we can carry that uh, for the rest of the season uh, as we are in the dog days of August as we kind of lead up to the football season and also kind of start winding down the MLB uh, season as well. Um, no, you mentioned it's seven. It was only seven games on the Monday schedule. It's pretty uh, pretty ugly slate uh, with some some yeah. duds in there, but I think we have some great matchups on the Tuesday schedule. Um, you know, we have uh, Wheeler. Sorry, yeah, we have Zach Wheeler on the mound for the Phillies. Alec Manoa is going to go up against the Orioles. And um, low key, good matchup. I think you mentioned this Martin Perez versus Jose Arcady, Rangers and the Astros. That'll be a fun one. But the marquee one for tomorrow night is going to be uh, Garrett Cole and Luis Castillo between 100%. the Yankees and the Mariners. So that'll be a lot of fun. But um, anything, anything kind of caught your eye between the last time we recorded? Um, no, I don't think there's anything notable. I guess we got great response from the power rankings post as well. Uh, yeah. on, on Reddit, it took off. So appreciate the response that you guys gave us and the support that you should. So, uh, very, very fun beginning of like a, a light Monday for us. So, uh, yeah. just let us know if you liked the, those kind of power rankings. Maybe we do it like once every two weeks, maybe. Yeah. 
every week if you guys really game monday slate it kind of filled up some talking time for half the podcast so it was, it was fun yeah 100 all right we got a huge schedule on tuesday noah so let's just dive right into it my man uh first game is going to be the game one of a double header uh kicking off at 410 eastern between the chicago white Sox and the kansas city royals lance lynn on the mound for the chicago white Sox. brady singer is going to be the pitcher for the kansas city royals I currently do not see lines in front of me for this game, Noah, but I know you mentioned you had some money line prices for this game one between the Royals and the White Sox. Uh, you want to give those out? I was sorry. I was talking about the games that I had leads for. Sorry. Okay. So yeah, this th- one, this one we don't, and the second game as well. Yeah. Um, so maybe that'll drop later in the day, but I'll also go through obviously the pitching handicap here and, Lance Lynn, so far this season, since he's returned from uh, the IL, he hasn't been very good. Two and four record, 5.87 ERA. Last five games, not much better. One and three with a 6.41 ERA. Uh, And on the road, it's been atrocious for him as well. 0 and two with a 7.91 ERA. But I think the one bright spot for Lance Lynn has been um, how he's done against the Kansas City Royals. His last start was against his Royals team back on last Wednesday, August 3rd where he did go six innings in that game, only allowed one earned run, which was a, a home run that he gave up to. I believe it was Bobby Witt Jr. in that game. He struck out eight in that game as well, and he has really good history against the Royals, believe it or not. Um, over his career, uh, he's 7-2 and two with a 3.3 ERA, but I'm going to filter this down uh, since 2019. Um, he is a perfect 5-0 and with a ERA of 1.09. 37 strikeouts in five appearances against the Royals since 2019. And like I mentioned, um, he's had two starts, uh, sorry, three total starts as a pitcher for the um, Chicago White Sox, where he is a perfect 3-0 with a 0.45 ERA, 26 strikeouts, sorry, 25 strikeouts in that span. So great history against the Royals on the mound. Like I mentioned, Brady Singer for the Kansas City Royals. Four and four record, 3.67 ERA, 94 strikeouts, 22 walks. He's been really good over his last five games. He is one and one with a 2.53 ERA, has already three appearances against the White Sox this season. Two of them have been starts. He's pitched 15 innings against the White Sox, um, only allowed four earned runs in that span. Last start, uh, these two pitchers did match up, Brady Singer and uh, Lance Lynn in that game. Uh, Brady Singer did give up uh, some runs there in six innings. He allowed four earned runs off of 11 hits, uh, had three strikeouts. But other than that, I think he's been pretty solid for the Chicago, sorry, for the Kansas City Royals. I do like the under in this game uh, between these two pitchers. With the history that Lance Lynn does have against the Royals, it's been dominating numbers. Um, and I know the away record and the road numbers have not been very good, but I think historically, since Lance Lynn, Lance Lynn is familiar with his lineup, I'm going to go with Lance Lynn here on the Chicago White Sox money line. And also take the under first five in this game. I'm going to take the bullpens out of it. And just concentrate on the starting pitching here between these two guys. So under for me and also uh, Chicago White Sox money line here. Uh, Noah, what do you think? Yeah, I like your under and I actually really like the first five under because I'm still sucker for Lance Lynn. Um, I, I know this year really hasn't been his year, and of course it was probably because of the knee injury early on in the season that he missed 
two and a half months because of. But um, this is a guy that's just going to attack with a steady diet of fastballs, and most of the time it is dominating. Um, and also, Brady Singer is one of my guys that I've been following since he's in college as a Florida Gator, and that's like one of the two teams that I, I guess I have an allegiance for in the college ranks. Yeah. Um, but love to follow those guys and Singer. He's got a wicked two-seamer that runs in on right-handers. Um, so when he's going, he can be great. Uh, there are some days where he just doesn't have it. Um, I feel like the right handicap would be a first five under and maybe a full game under as well, like you said. Yeah, Brady Singer, two and one. Uh, since the, since dating back to last season, this is going to be a six start against this White Sox team. Two and one with a 1.91 ERA. So pretty good numbers for both of these pitchers against the opposition. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I think the under is probably the stronger play in this game between these two squads. Love that. Do you want to touch on the second? Um, yeah, I, I, we can quickly yeah. knock it out. I mean, it's it's the second game of a doubleheader here, Noah, but we just don't have pitchers listed. Uh, I've been trying to dig around. I do see a Jonathan Hazley for um, the Royals and Davis Martin. But I, I don't want to give out a handicap and and you know, not it not be the right uh, right pitchers and also we don't have lines for either game here as well. So we'll we'll, we'll uh, kill uh, two birds with one stone here. So definitely do like the under with Lance Lynn and Brady Singer. Uh, second game I, I'll probably uh, stay away uh, for for this game again. Not not sure who the pitchers are. All right, um, next game on the board, it's going to be a 7.05 Eastern start. Miami Marlins headed to Philly to take on the Phillies. Braxton Garrett on the mound for the Miami Marlins. Zach Wheeler on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Looking at the lines for this game, Phillies are a heavy home favorite, minus 225, uh, plus 190 on the money line for the Miami Marlins. Over-under set at 7.5 with juice towards the over at minus 120. Run line, minus 1.5, even money for the Phillies, and plus 1.5, minus 120 for the Miami Marlins. Uh, Noah, I'll let you lead this one off, buddy. No. Oh, um, uh, yeah, Wi-Fi uh, is struggling. So, yeah, no worries. Marlins. Uh, the uh, Marlins. Yeah. Yeah. Ahead. Okay. The Marlins are two and seven in the last nine games. The under is seven and two in that span. Uh, and the Phillies, they're coming off of curb stomping the Nationals in a four-game sweep. The wind is also blowing out 11 miles an hour to right center. So you're looking at the pitcher for Miami, Braxton Garrett, lefty, 2-5, and five, 388 ERA, 66 strikeouts, 14 walks, and 58 innings pitched. He's had four straight starts with at least seven strikeouts, so maybe a strikeout prop there, um, although Phillies are not one of the teams that I like to target. However, Zach Wheeler's on the bump for Philly, 10-5, 269 ERA, 129 strikeouts, 25 walks, and 120.2 innings pitch this year. He has a 172 ERA in his last three starts, and I am eyeing a Zach Wheeler K-prop. But uh, for this pod, I'll just go ahead and take the Phillies run line until we get that number on the uh, strikeouts. Yeah, Wheeler uh, had a start earlier, <coughs> sorry, this, earlier this season. Uh, against the Miami Marlins where he did get touched up, give up seven earned runs and three innings pitched there, but that was all the way back in April. Not sure we can take a lot of a lot away from that because again, that was I think the second week of the season. But um yeah, I think this is a good spot for the Phillies that they've been playing well. Um the offense seems like it's it's gotten it going here a little bit and now you have your ace on the mound. I think the run line is the right play here uh for the Philadelphia Phillies and you know we'll wait for the uh strikeout prop number that comes around for uh, Zach Wheeler um, 
or on 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 game day, uh, just because I, I wish they would drop those numbers earlier than they usually do. I know, but um, uh, yeah, we'll wait for that tomorrow. That's what uh, Noah likes in this game. Oh, you have anything else for this game, Noah? I'm just <clears throat> so in his last three starts, Wheeler has had at least six strikeouts, and this Miami team is striking out uh, just under my threshold that I like to look at, which is eight, uh, just. Just over 8.75 times a game. They're at 867, but um, still, this Miami team is one of those teams that I like to fade. And Wheeler's been going good right now. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, three and one over his last. We're going to go Insano in the. Yeah, go ahead. My Wi Fi is terrible. Um, yeah, I was just going to say Wheeler over his last five games, three and one with a 2.76 ERA. Uh, he's been doing really well over his last five starts. Um, you know, he's had victories against the Braves, the Pirates. He had a great game against the Cardinals. We threw seven shutout innings, and he's gone at least seven innings in four of his last five starts for the um, uh, uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies. So uh, we'll keep an eye on the props here for Zach Wheeler uh, tomorrow as they do drop. Yeah. And Insano in the chat says that Miami leads the league in stolen bases, so why not, why not look at a little bit of a Rojas or Wendell Sprinkle on a stolen base prop as well? Yeah, I like that. Um, all right, before we get over to the next game, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet, now is a perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet and their reduced juice in baseball games, and it really makes them the place to bet on the MLB Plus, WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can go and get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. There's so much to choose from, and and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Again, draft day 2.0. Ryan Real Money Kramer will be drafting fantasy football best ball teams for 24 hours straight. The drafting starts on August 9th at noon Pacific. The crew will be raising money for Daryl, a loyal listener who was injured in a motorcycle accident. You can draft with Ryan and a ton of special guests. All you, all the details are at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft day. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft day. And also, we're also brought to you by Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds for all the major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbook to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so you can keep track of all the bets and your records of all your games that you're betting on and your betting activity. So all you have to do is go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one for all your game day bets. All right, let's keep it rolling here. The next game on the board, it's going to be the Toronto Blue Jays uh, in Baltimore to take on the Orioles, a 7.05 Eastern start. Alec Manoa on the mound for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Kyle Bradish on the mound for the Baltimore Orioles. Looking at the lines for this game, I am seeing the Toronto Blue Jays are a minus 180 favorite. Uh, Baltimore Orioles are plus 155 on the money line. Over under set at 8.5 
with juice towards the over at minus 115. Run line, minus 1.5, minus 105 for the Toronto Blue Jays, and plus 1.5, minus 115 for the Baltimore Orioles. I'll start with Alec Manoa here. Uh, he's having a Cy Young caliber year for the Toronto Blue Jays. There's no question about that. 12-5 and five with a 2.45 ERA, 119 strikeouts at 30 walks. Uh, over his last five games, he's 3-1 and one with a 2.84 ERA. Um, on the road so far this season, 6-3 and three with a 2.39 ERA. And against AL East opponents, 1.64 ERA with a 4-2 and two record. Uh, against the Orioles, like I mentioned, he did have a start earlier um, in the month of June where he threw six shutout innings, only allowed one hit to the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Over his career, and this dates back to last season, this is going to be his fifth start against the Baltimore Orioles. Alec Manoa is 2-0 and with a 2.42 ERA, 29 strikeouts and four appearances. His first ever start against the Baltimore Orioles was a rough one where he gave up five earned runs and four long bombs to the Baltimore Orioles. But since then, he's pitched in uh, 19 innings against the Baltimore Orioles and only allowed uh, two earned runs in that span to the Baltimore Orioles. On the other side for uh, this matchup, it's going to be uh, Kyle Bradish, like I mentioned. Um, a couple of key things that I did find about Kyle Bradish, and I'll read off his numbers first. He's 1-4 with a 6.55 ERA. Over his last five games, 0-1 with a 6.17 ERA. 0-3 uh, at home with a 6.75 ERA. But the one thing that really stuck out to me against well, for uh, Kyle Bradish, that against AL East opponents in his own division, He's 0-4 with a 9.69 ERA, and he did face the uh, Toronto Blue Jays earlier this year on June 13th as well, where he went four and one-thirds innings and gave up five earned runs. And um, and I dug a little deeper against AL East opponents. He This is going to be his seventh game against an AL East opponent. So the prior six matchups, Kyle Bradish has allowed at least three earned runs within the first five innings. And the opponents are 6-0 and on the run line in the first five innings against Kyle Bradish. So I really like the spot here for the Blue Jays here with Alec Manoa on the mound. He has great numbers. And Kyle Bradish has struggled against AL East Division opponents. So I like the full game run line here. I'm also going to be on the first five run line for the Toronto Blue Jays and also take the Toronto Blue Jays first five team total over. Hopefully that number is at two and a half. Uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays, but those are the three ways I'm kind of attacking this game here. No, what do you think? Sorry, guys, my Wi-Fi is really bad right now. Um, I keep loading back in, and they're staring at me. But uh, <laughs> um, you know what? I think this is just uh, the case of an elite pitcher going up against the Orioles with Bradish on the mound. I like. I I found myself fading Bradish quite a few times here this year, but he does prove me wrong in some of those cases. I think I'm going to go back to the well again. I, I like Manoa in this spot against the Orioles, and I have the Orioles winning game one of the series. Again, yep. go ahead, watch that first game, and then judge your bet on this game based on what you saw in the first game. Use your use your eyes, and uh, you know if, if you think that the Orioles, they got rolling with the sticks and they can get to Manoa, ever in the history of baseball uh, and uh, put a, the least amount of runs this year in the MLB history. But um, seriously, like if the Orioles go out there and smack around, I believe it's uh, 
I would be back in the Orioles again because this is a nice enticing price. Yeah, plus one fifty five. I mean, I get it, but I just just the numbers that Kyle Bradshaw has put up has just been really bad. So, uh, especially against AL East opponents. So I'm gonna stick with the uh, with yeah. the uh, Toronto Blue Jays here on the run line minus one and a half. Uh, minus 105. Um, and again, a team total may be in play for the Toronto Blue Jays here at, as well. That number's not out yet, but you know if that number does come out around at four and a half, I will be on that over as well. Probably a little stack here for me with the Toronto Blue Jays. All right, let's get over to the next game on the schedule. It's going to be at the uh, Atlanta Braves headed to Fenway Park to take on the Boston Red Sox. 7-10 Eastern start. Old man, uh, old man matchup here. Charlie Morton on the mound for the Atlanta Braves. Rich Hill on the mound for the Boston Red Sox. Um, looking at the lines for this game, let me get back to the odd screen here. Um, I am currently seeing the Boston Red Sox are a home underdog in this game, plus 125 on the money line for the Boston Red Sox. Atlanta Braves are road favored here at minus 145. Over under set at nine and a half with juice towards the over at minus 115. Uh, run line minus one and a half plus 115 for the Atlanta Braves and plus one and a half minus 135 for the Atlanta uh, Braves. Uh, Charlie Morton, he's kind of struggled this uh, year so far. He's kind of been inconsistent. He's five and five with a 4.09 ERA, uh, 134 strikeouts to 43 walks. Over his last five games, he is one and two with a 3.34 ERA. He has been good uh, recently. But on the road is where he really struggles. He's two and four with a four point eight two ERA. I'm sure he has uh, a lot of history against the uh, Boston Red Sox, and this probably dates all the way back to his days when he was with the Pirates. Uh, but over his career, he is seven and one with a uh, against the uh, Boston Red Sox with a three point seven two ERA. And I'm gonna filter this down uh, since 2019 because the lineup has kind of been relatively the same guys in the lineup for the Astros, but Charlie Morton 4-0 with a 3.45 ERA, 53 strikeouts in eight appearances against the Red Sox since 2019. Uh, like I mentioned for the uh, Boston Red Sox, Rich Hill is on the mound, 4-5 with a 4.52 ERA. Last five games, 2-2 two two with a 4.81 ERA, and he's really struggled at Fenway Park, has Rich Hill, 1-3 with a 6.49 ERA. Um you know, against the Braves, not much history there recently. Um, you know, over his career, and this dates all the way back to 2006, so not really relevant. His last start against the Braves was when he was with the Tampa Bay Rays uh, last season, around July 18th, where he went four innings and allowed three earned runs. I really couldn't bring myself to a side on this game. I just feel like there's going to be some runs being put up in this game, Moa. Uh, I like the over nine and a half between these two pitchers with Rich Hill and Charlie Morton just because of the struggles. Number one, that Morton has on the road and Rich Hill has at Fenway Park. So over nine and a half for me in this game. Yeah, that was going to be basically my handicap too. Uh Of course, I like the over here. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be a 7-10 Eastern start. The Cincinnati Reds uh, taking on the New York Mets. Mike Miner on the mound for the Cincinnati Reds, and Carlos Carrasco takes the mound for the um, uh, New York Mets. Looking at the lines for this game, I am seeing the New York Mets a very, very heavy favorite, close to a $3 favorite, minus two ninety five on the money line for the New York Mets, plus two forty five for the Cincinnati Reds. Over-under set at 9 in this game. Run line, minus 1.5, minus 135 for the New York Mets. Uh, and on the run line, plus 1.5, plus 115 for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Noah, I'll let you leave this one off here. Reds and Mets. 
Yeah, we talked about some trends on yesterday's podcast, and I said that, you know, I, I don't think the Mets price was set correctly. And then today, I think it's a little too high, um, mainly because the Cincinnati Reds team has shown life. Now, yesterday I was saying it, uh, the Reds had shown life, but they were pitching a, a pitcher that had not made an MLB start in 2022. He was coming up from the minor. This thing's too high, in my opinion, and it's tough to get down. I saw it at minus 305 about an hour and a half ago. The run line just hasn't uh, been released yet. So um, did you see one? Uh, For the uh, Mets, I'm seeing minus one and a half at minus 135. Yeah, I would I would go with that one if that's uh, available to you guys right now. Mike Miner, he's on the mound for Cincinnati. Uh, he's one and eight, six nineteen ERA, fifty one strikeouts, twenty five walks, and fifty six point two innings pitched this year. He is a six twenty four ERA on the road, just not really going well for him at all because that's not much of a difference from the total yeah. ERA on the season. Uh, Carlos Carrasco, he's twelve and four, three seventy five ERA, one hundred fourteen strikeouts, thirty one walks, and one hundred seventeen point two innings pitched in his last six starts. He has a one fifty five ERA. I think a team total for the Mets would be the next best play after that minus one and a half run line. Um, Munaf, what say you? Yeah, I think you the nail on the head here. Uh, over the last two weeks, the New York Mets are number one in WRC plus against left-handed pitching, and that's exactly what Mike Miner is. They're also number three in slugging percentage. Just uh, digging a little further into uh, Mike Miner's numbers here, um, the eight losses that he does have on the season, seven out of those eight games have been by two or more runs for uh in those games started by mike minor so uh, if you do like the um uh, <clears throat> sorry the mets here i would take a look at the run line minus one and a half minus 135 possibly a team total like you said there noah but uh i just don't think that um i, I don't think that mike minor is going to be able to really contain this lineup especially you know looking at the wrc plus numbers where they are number one in the entire league if the reds are going to steal one it's probably going to be tonight coming off that series against the um, against the Atlanta Braves on Monday yeah, night. A little bit of a letdown um, spot. Yeah, a little bit of a letdown spot. So I think that th- th- this is a game where you probably want to stack the New York Mets uh, on the run line as well. Anything yeah, else for this I- game, Noah? No, I think that really it was the it was the price that was low on the Mets yesterday. The price is really high today, but I still think both games were taking the Mets. This isn't quite like the COVID. and get down on the Reds' big price here in all three games. And the games you make a profit. I just don't see that out of the Reds' team uh, against this Mets team that we're seeing right now. After that series against the Braves, they look very impressive, and I'm not really willing to do that. The last, the last team that we did that for two straight times, it was the Royals against the Blue Jays and the Cardinals against the Blue Jays. So yeah. um, I, I just don't think the Mets are a team that provides that sort of value. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Um, all right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Cleveland Guardians headed to Detroit. To take on the Tigers, 710 Eastern start. Shane Bieber on the mound for the Cleveland Guardians. Tyler Alexander on the mound for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, looking at the opening lines for this game, I'm seeing the Guardians are a very heavy favorite of minus 195. 
on the road here, plus uh, 165 home puppies for the Detroit Tigers. Over-under set at 7.5, a juice towards the over at minus 120. Uh, run line, minus 1.5, minus 110 both ways, uh, plus 1.5, minus 110 as well for the run line on the Detroit Tigers. Starting with Shane Bieber here. Um, he's having, I guess, a year where it's not the usual Shane Bieber that we do see, right? He is six and six on the season with a 3.39 ERA, 126 strikeouts to 28 walks. Last five games, he is three and two, but the ERA is at 4.01 for Shane Bieber. And he's had two starts, uh, in his last five starts where he has given it up to the Chicago White Sox, where he gave up six earned runs and also to this Detroit Tigers team in Detroit back on July 6th. Uh, he got hit for five earned runs off of seven hits uh, by the Tigers in five and two-thirds innings pitch. Also allowed three walks in that game. So this is already going to be his fourth start against the Detroit Tigers this season. Um, I'm really trying to yeah, filter it down here. Over his career, seven and four with a 2.61 ERA against the Tigers. But if I filter this down since uh, early for this year, um, he has struggled, like I mentioned. He is one and two with a 3.42, sorry, 3.48 ERA. Um, it was really just that last start where he just had a bad, uh, bad outing against the Tigers. And maybe, you know, Noah, you being the, the, the Tigers follower, you can maybe shed some more light on this. But let me get to Tyler Alexander here. Uh, Alexander has been. He's been okay for the for the uh, Tigers. He is two and five with a four point zero four ERA. Uh, last five games, zero and two with a three point three one ERA. Did have a great outing against the Guardians earlier this year, four and a third inning, only allowed one earned run off of four hits. Uh, at home, one and two with a three point five seven ERA. I don't think I want to lay this big price here with Shane Bieber as a minus one ninety five favorite. I get it that he's had pretty good history against the Tigers. But I, I'm really leaning towards taking that run line of plus one and a half uh, with the Tigers at the minus 110 price um, for for the Tigers here. What do you think here, Noah? So my initial lean is I would be taking the under here. Just not a very good offense in Detroit. And given his career numbers, it's hard to doubt that Bieber is going to show up here and not play himself uh, because, let's face it, he normally just dominates us. Um there was one series, I'm trying to find it, where the Tigers, they had a four-game sweep of Cleveland in July, 4-1, to 5-3, 11-4. But outside of that one little weekend, they are 1-5 against Cleveland this year. So, I mean, I think that was a really, I guess, hot moment for Detroit. Uh, at the beginning of July, they had won their six games in a row. Uh, some people trying to start believing in the team again. Um, but, you know, I, I I think my play is the under just because I don't like the price like you mentioned as well. Yeah. Detroit, they're one and four in the last five. They had three losses against Tampa Bay over the weekend. And I look at Tampa Bay and Cleveland, and I kind of just think they're the same team. So for me, I like the way that uh, Bieber pitches against Detroit. Alexander, he hasn't been bad. So yeah. I, I think there should be some Alexander probably inflates that price a little bit. Not many people knowing who he is and Bieber not having the best year. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, let's get over or before we get over to the next game, let me uh, tell you guys about the newest sponsor on SGP and it's going to be run your pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. 
Runner Pool offers every game type under the sun from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports betting, sorry, for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. It's free to enter, and some amazing prizes will be announced soon. Pop in now and reserve your spot. Get in uh, over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. And I use it for mine. They just passed 4 million users. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick your pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. The main reason we're excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your, on your mobile device, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. Again, Go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Slee- see sleepers terms of use for details. All right, Noah, let's keep the ball rolling here, my man. Uh, the next game on the board, Washington Nationals at Chicago. The take on the Cubs, 805 Eastern start. Paulo Espino on the mound for the Washington Nationals. Marcus Stroman on the mound for the Chicago Cubs. Look at the lines for this game. No totals are out yet. But uh, the, we do have a money line price, minus 190 for the Chicago Cubs, plus 160 for the Washington Nationals. I will let you lead this one off here, uh, Noah. Yeah, so game two of the little toilet bowl semifinals here. Uh, again, I'm going to say it one more time in this podcast, not just counting this time. One more time it comes. Watch the first game of the series, see how these two teams play against each other. Um, I think that the Cubs win the game one. But, you know, here, game two, uh, Paulo Espino is on the mound. He's 0-4 for the Washington Nationals, 420 ERA, 53 strikeouts, 13 walks in 70.2 innings pitched. Um, that line, as of late, has just been going up and up. He has a 570 ERA in his last seven games. And as for Marcus Stroman, he's 3-5, 4 ERA, 68 strikeouts, 18 walks in 74.1 innings pitched. He has been... Uh, performing above expectation, I'd say. Um, but his best games come on the road this year. At home, he has an 8-11 home ERA. So for me right now, I'm not willing to put my money onto a team's side. But when it comes to the total, I think you're looking at a over. We'll see uh, where we get this thing at um, with the whole uh, wind at Wrigley. I'm trying to see if I can... Uh, if they have a forecast for tomorrow's games where the wind is going to be. I probably should have had that before the podcast, knowing that I had this game. But um, if you're going to force a play out of me, it would be the over. And then, like I said, just watch these two teams play uh, tonight on Monday night and make a decision for the money line. Eight-mile-an-hour wins in from center field. So I think this is going to be a low total. Uh, I like the over. 
Yeah, you probably see a seven and a half in this game if if that total is if the wind is blowing in especially. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure if I want to. I can trust either one of these offenses. I've seen a lot of Cubs games where they've won like four two, four three, that type of scenario. But Marcus Stroman, like you mentioned, I think that one thing that is kind of holding me back from betting on him is that he is 0-3 with a 7.94 ERA. And I want to see who he's faced at home so far this season. That's really inflated that ERA. His last start against the Mets uh, at home, he had a really good start, four and a third, only allowed one earned run. But it's really back on June 3rd uh, where he faced the Cardinals. He gave up nine earned runs in four innings. Um, And then he had a start against the Tampa Bay Rays all the way back in April only gave up seven earned runs in four and a third inning. So between those two games, he allowed, let's see, what's that, seven, 16 earned runs uh, in that span. So I think that's why really the um, the ERA is really inflated for Marcus Stroman at home. But, um, yeah, I'm going to dig a little more into this matchup uh, and, and see what I like. Because Espino, especially when he's winless, it doesn't really, you know, sway me one way or the other. But 0-4, no. it's just not good for him right now. All right, uh, let's get over to the next game. Maybe this might be a quick one here, Noah, because I know we were talking about this offline with the pitching matchup, but the Tampa Bay Rays head to Milwaukee to take on the Brewers. 8-10 Eastern start. I was seeing a Ryan Yarbrough that probably will be either coming in after um, a, a, a spot starter for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, you had, and I did, it's, I see unlisted again, but you said you had a pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays that was going to start possibly. Yeah, I, I have possibly an opener in Jimmy Yacobonis, and we okay. could see Yarbrough come in after him. They have done that before um, because he's normally a short inning starter, and they don't like him facing the top of the order in the first inning. They like him going 2-3 and then facing the uh, top of the order in kind of his last inning. Um, they don't like the... I guess they, that's what I think we could see here with Yacobonis opening and then Yarbrough coming in. Yeah, uh, did you have anything else for this game? Uh, I know Woodruff's on the mound, but do you have any other handicap? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll mention trends. Tampa Bay, they're four and one in the last five. Milwaukee, one and five in their last six. Um, in Yacobonis's three last three appearances, he has gotten five outs, three outs, and three outs. Um, the problem is he's given up three runs, two runs, and three runs, bringing his ERA to a twenty-eight fifty um, for Milwaukee. Brandon Woodruff is scheduled for this start here. He's 9 and 3, 349 ERA, 104 strikeouts, 27 walks, and 85 innings. He has a 211 home ERA. I think this is a really good spot for the Brew Crew uh, to get a W. And as I still, I still want him to cash that over eighty nine and a half that I took him in the preseason. We'll see what happens here, uh, as they have uh, kind of started a downhill slide. But I, I like them in the spot with Woodruff on the mound to get a W. Yeah, uh, I think it's a good bounce back spot for the Brewers. I mean, they need to start winning some games because, you know, Car- Cardinals got the sweep against the Yankees over the weekend, and they created a little bit of separation. And I know we talked about this yesterday. Now that the um, the Cardinals are now the betting favorite for that NL Central division, so if they want to keep pace, you're gonna have to start winning some uh, games here. So. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, definitely keep an eye out for this line as it will drop probably on game day uh, for these two squads. Um, all right, let's keep it moving here. Noah, next game on the board, it's going to be a good pitching matchup here. Texas Rangers are in Houston to take on the Astros. 8-10 Eastern start. Uh, Martin Perez on the mound for the Texas Rangers and Jose Arcady on the mound for the Houston Astros. 
looking at the opening lines for this game, I am currently seeing the Astros are a minus 190 favorite on the money line, plus 160 on the money line for the Texas Rangers. Over-under set at 7.5 with juice towards the over at minus 120. Run line minus 1.5, plus 125 for the Houston Astros, and plus 1.5, minus 145 for the Texas Rangers. Um, let me start with Martin Perez here. He's been really, really good for the uh, Texas Rangers so far this season. 9-2 and two with a 2.47 ERA. Over his last uh, five games, 2-0 and with a 1.38 ERA. That's in four starts. Against the Astros, he already has two appearances this season. He's 1-0 with a .56 ERA. He's allowed one earned run in 16 innings pitch against the Astros. On the road so far this year, 5-0 with a 2.23 ERA, 17 earned runs, and only in 68 and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, and against the Astros over his career, uh, Martin Perez, and this dates all the way back to um, all the way back to 2013. Let me filter this down to last season. Uh, he is two and one with a 2.45 ERA, 15 strikeouts, and four appearances against the Astros. He really only had one bad start last year when he was with the Red Sox as a pitcher. Uh, he gave up six earned runs to the Astros in two innings. But other than that, he's been really solid against this Astros team. One start last year with the Red Sox, his uh, first start, he went seven and two-thirds of shutout baseball, gave up six hits, and then, like I mentioned, this season against the Astros as a pitcher for the Rangers, 16 innings, 16 innings pitch, only allowed one earned run uh, to the Houston Astros. On the mound for the Astros is Jose Arcady, uh, and Arcady has been pretty good against the uh, Rangers as well. Um, on the season, he's 10 and 4 with a 3.62 ERA at home, 4 and 2 with a 2.30 ERA. Two appearances this season against the Texas Rangers, 12 and two thirds innings pitched, only allowed four earned runs in that span, a 2.84 uh, ERA against the Rangers this season. And then over his career against the Texas Rangers, Jose Arcady is a perfect 4 and 0 with a 2.04 ERA, 41 strikeouts, and six appearances. So, Everything that's kind of what's pointing at to me is pretty much the under in this game, Noah. Uh, both of these pitchers have gone deep into the uh, into the game against the uh, opponent. I, I'd like a first five under in this game. Uh, I like a full game under. I know it was at eight when we were talking offline, but now I see that number at um, seven and a half. So if you're able to still find an eight and you're watching this live, I do like the under in this game between the Astros and the Rangers. I think that there is some value here, I think, on the Rangers at that plus 160 price, especially the way, that, like I mentioned, that um, Martin Perez has pitched against the Houston Astros, not only this season, but throughout his career, especially over the last two seasons. So I'll lean with the Rangers here, but my favorite play in this game is going to be the under, Noah. Yeah, and the whole reason, I guess, why uh, Malcolm had Houston ranked at five in his power rankings is because the Houston Astros offense hasn't really – been there over the last week and a half so if you you want to back that basically i was pointing down as Munoff was going through his handicap love the under here uh just a super radar uh, have like an under the radar pitching matchup that i love so yes going with the total under uh grab it i, I kind of even like it at seven and a half uh, both these guys have gone well against these teams. All right. Uh, let's get over to the next match up of the evening. Yeah, just back it. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Uh, 840 Eastern start. The St. Louis Cardinals are in the mile high city to take on the Colorado Rockies. 
Uh, Miles Mikolas is on the mound for the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, earlier I was seeing Chad Cool was going to get the start here, but I think that may have changed to Ryan Feltner. Who did you handicap there, Noah? Noah's reconnecting here. So uh, I'll read off the lines here. Let me see if I do have lines. I see one book still has uh, Chad Cool as the opener um, or as the starting pitcher for the Rockies here. So um, Cardinals are a minus 175 favorite on the money line, plus 154 the Colorado Rockies. Over under a set at 11 for this game. Uh, run line minus one and a half, minus 115 for the Cardinals and plus one and a half, minus 105 for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Noah, uh, who did you handicap for the as the pitcher for the Colorado Rockies in this game? I had Ryan Feltner. Um, not confident in it, but uh, that's who I've got. So. Okay. Yeah, let, let's run with uh, uh, Mikolas uh, and uh, Feltner here. All right. So St. Louis, they're on a seven-game win streak right now in Colorado. They're 2-7 and seven in their last nine games, but they return home after a little bit of a road trip. St. Louis uh, with Miles Michaelis on the mound, he's 8-8, eight and eight, 292 ERA, 106 strikeouts, 27 walks, and 138.2 innings pitched. He is slightly worse on the road with a 348 ERA, but honestly, I'm not too worried about that. Uh, Colorado... Uh, Ryan, 575 ERA, 38 strikeouts, 11 walks in 40.2 innings pitched. Short starts are kind of what he uh, has been doing for most of the year so far. Most of them, he's been he's been good at home, including a 3.1 inning shutout against the Dodgers. So he only has three home starts. So not much data to look at there uh, inside Coors Field. Now, me... Michael is, is so not much of that lateral movement on that changeup. I don't know how it's going to affect him here at Coors Field. And, you know, it's the first game for the Cardinals during this road trip at Coors. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a common fade for me. Um, the first game of the series when the team are, teams are in Denver is just take the Rockies and at the I think that if the car if the Cardinals and Rockies were playing tonight, Noah, I would have been on the Rockies because they're coming off that huge serious sweep against the Yankees. And that maybe would have been something that they were still celebrating um and, and still on the back of their minds. But now that they've kind of had a data process that hey, you know, we're on a seven game win streak, we beat one of the best teams in the American League. Um, I think that's something that they can build off the momentum uh, going into Coors Field. I really hate fading um, teams that are on winning streaks here, especially the way that the Cardinals have been playing, especially since the trade deadline. Like you mentioned, they've won seven in a row here. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to stay with the Cardinals here. I, I think that they can get to, um, you know, they can get to get, get to Ryan, Ryan Feltner. I'm kind of looking at his uh, the, his opponents and who he's faced at home so far this year. It's been the Dodgers who had a, like you mentioned, he had a great start against them. It's been the uh, Atlanta Braves where he gave up six earned runs in three innings pitched. And then he also had the Marlins where he went seven innings um, against the Marlins offense. It's just not very good in my eyes. So 
you know, you have another offense that's coming in that's swinging the bat very well right now. Um, I'm going to stick with the Cardinals here at minus one and a half on the run line at minus 115 in this game uh, between these two squads. Uh, you have anything else for this game? Remiss to. Sorry, I kind of talked over you. I thought my wife is terrible today. I thought you were done talking. That's my apologies. Um, but lead. Nolan Arenado returning to Rockies uh, yeah. to, to Colorado. So a place where he raked for most of his years, you know, maybe this is a spot for an over uh, with Feltner on the mound and Michaelis, I think his pitch repertoire would get affected here by the altitude. So over, and I still like the Rockies at the plus price plus one fifty. Yeah. I, I think I'm willing to get down on that. So, uh, yeah. All right. Let's get over to the next game of the night. Uh, we're going to kick it off with the West Coast games here. The Los Angeles Angels headed to Oakland to take on the A's. 940 Eastern start. Shohei Otani on the mound for the Los Angeles Angels. And James Caprillion on the mound for the Oakland A's. Uh, looking at the lines for this game. Currently seeing uh, the Angels are a minus 175 favorite. With Otani on the mound, plus 150 home puppies for the Oakland A's. Over under set at six and a half at minus 115 towards the over. Run line minus one and a half, plus 105 for the Angels, and plus one and a half, minus 125 for the Oakland A's and James Caprillion. I'll start with Otani here. And Otani, you know, he's he's lost his last three starts um, in a row here for the uh, Los Angeles Angels. His last start was, in fact, against his Oakland A's team where he went five and two-thirds innings. He gave up seven hits and allowed two earned runs in that span. But that was just a game where they were not getting much run support or giving much run support to Shohei Otani. And I feel like a lot of times when he is on the mound um, that he, he... He's the one putting up the offense for his own starts. You know, if you kind of take a look at his last three starts... The Los Angeles Angels have scored a combined two runs in those two uh, in those three starts for Shohei Otani and Caprillion has been going very well for the uh, for the Oakland A's over his last five starts on the season. He is three and five with a four point three two ERA, but over his last five starts. James Caprillion, 2-0 with a 1.98 ERA. Like I mentioned, his last start was against the Los Angeles Angels where he went five and one-thirds innings, allowed six hits, and only gave up one earned run in that span uh, to the uh, to the Los Angeles Angels. The one thing that kind of you know gave me a red flag is that he is 0-3 at home with a 4.59 ERA, so he hasn't been able to you know pitch well on his uh, on his home field. But I just feel like this price is just too much for Shohei Otani. Um, I, I really couldn't come down on a side in this game. Um, and, and I really wanted to look at how Caprillion has done against the Los Angeles Angels in his career. And going back to last season, Noah, James Caprillion is a perfect 3-0 and with a 1.17 ERA, 25 strikeouts and four appearances against the Angels. So I'm just hoping that he can carry that momentum into uh, at the Oakland um, Coliseum. And he continues to pitch well because I feel like there is some value here with the plus 150 price with the Oakland A's going up against Otani, who, again, like I said, has not been able to get that run support from the Los Angeles Angels. So reluctantly, I'm going to go with the Oakland A's money line here. Noah, what do you think? 
I think the comments here is saying might just take the dogs. <laughs> I agree. It just you know Otani, it's going to be a public side, right? Yeah, he always is, and you're paying that tax on Otani as well. So, yeah, um, yeah let's go with the plus 150 on the Oakland A's here. And again, Caprillion uh, just has historically great numbers against the Oakland. Uh, sorry, against the Los Angeles Angels. So, uh, plus 150 for me uh, on this game. I agree with Captain Insano there. All right, next game on the schedule, it's going to be. Uh, let me get back to my screen here. Uh, next game. We're going to go with the Pittsburgh Pirates in Arizona to take on the Diamondbacks. 940 Eastern start. Zach Thompson on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Tommy Henry on the mound is what I'm seeing for the um, Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Looking at the lines for this game, the Arizona Diamondbacks are a minus 155 home favorite, plus 135 on the money line as a road underdog for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Over under a set at eight and a half. The juice towards the over at minus 120 run line, minus one and a half, plus 135 for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and plus one and a half, minus 155 for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Noah, I will let you lead this one off, my man. Uh, Pirates versus the Diamondbacks with Tommy Henry and Zach Thompson on the mound. Yeah, toilet bowl semifinal game here, number two, like okay. I mentioned earlier with the Cubs and Washington Nationals. Watch game one, see how it plays out. Uh, game one might not be too telling, though, because it's a huge travel spot for Pittsburgh. But, you know, I can't really give out a real handicap until I see how, how these two teams play against each other. Zach Thompson goes for Pittsburgh. I'm not, like, huge fan on him, but he has kind of been the second best pitcher for the Pirates this season. 515 ERA, 60 strikeouts, 33 walks, and 85.2 innings pitched. He's a 972 ERA in his last three games. And going for the Diamondbacks is Tommy Henry. And I thought I was pretty sharp for his first outing. I was going to take the first five under. Now it was set at four, and there was only one run, and it was against Henry in the first inning, uh, just settling into the MLB in this MLB debut. But 1-0 1-0 going into the bottom of the fifth. And bad beat City, three runs wow. on him in the bottom of the fifth. So that one ended up pushing. But Henry is a guy that, you know, I have to credit him a lot. Because in 2019, he was kind of that College World Series star that broke out onto the scene. And this is he was a guy that Michigan really needed uh, to get to the College World Series. Now, if he didn't break out, there was no way they were getting there with only one pitcher, and it was Carl Kaufman, and he's still working through the minors right now as well. So what Henry is, he's he's a wicked, wicked lefty. He's got like a snappy arm angle. His slider is going to be one of the best in the league. I'm telling you guys right now, he's low 90s, but that slider, he can put that thing on the back foot of a right-hander like it's nothing. And what do the Pirates do? Like nobody else's business, they strike out to left-handed pitching. They are the number yep. one team in strikeouts, left-handed pitching. This one is the lock, taking it blind. It's going to be set at three and a half, four and a half, because he's a rookie in his second start. This one, we're smashing, smashing, smashing the over on Tommy Henry's strikeout prop. Um, I'm I'm betting his K prop tomorrow. As for the winner of the game, you guys, you guys have the pleasure of watching Monday's game, and we're recording it Monday <laughs> afternoon. So, um, I guess because I'm so high on Henry, first five money line in Arizona, right? So, yeah, maybe uh, that's probably the best play I can give you, though. But I, I love that Henry strikeout pro. Yeah, I mean, uh, over the last two weeks, uh, Pittsburgh is striking out. 
as a team against left-handed pitching 31% of the time, uh, slugging 364, which has not been very good. Um, so I'm going to be with you on this Tommy Henry prop. I feel like this is probably going to be your lock of the day uh, for tomorrow. Um, Are you going to allow me to lock it if there's no odds there? <laughs> Uh, I mean, if that number comes, I mean, it will be interesting to see if the books, you know, come out with it. Maybe you could give it as a second lock, uh, if you want to, but yeah, I mean, I, he had, he had four strikeouts in his first start. If they're sharp, they just put it at probably four and a half. I think, I think that's probably the highest they could go. Um, yeah. But I just feel like that they don't have probably enough information like, like you do about Tommy Henry because you followed him, you know, yeah. throughout college and they, and you have they offered it start one. They put it at three and a half. Oh, I wasn't did. bold enough. I wasn't bold enough to take that over. I just decided to go with the first five under yeah. should have went with the strikeout over, but uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe they don't offer it because I mean, this is just a huge spot where they could get hammered, especially if we have a huge pull. Just go out there and break the books, man. Come on. I think that if it is at three and a half, I will be sliming this uh, with <laughs> you because I, I don't see a reason why they won't put it at three and a half again. I understand that the Pirates are, you know, the worst team of striking out against left handed pitching, but like they're probably just going to go off his last start. Oh, he had four in his last start. Let's just put it at three and a half again. Or maybe it is at four and a half, but, you know, we'll, we'll see uh, tomorrow morning when these numbers do come out. Uh, all right, let's get over to the next game of the night. Three games left on the schedule here. We have the San Francisco Giants in San Diego to take on the Padres. 940 Eastern start. Alex Cobb on the mound for the San Francisco Giants. Joe Musgrove takes the mound for the San Diego Padres. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I am currently seeing the Padres are a minus 180 favorite uh, at home, plus 155 on the money line for the Giants. Uh, over under set at seven and a half with juice towards the under at minus 120. Run line minus one and a half plus 124. The Padres and plus one and a half minus 140 for the Giants. Uh, no, I'll let you leave this one off. Alex Cobb versus Joe Musgrove, Giants versus Padres. Yeah, so not going great for the Giants as of late. They're five and 12 in their last 17 games, and now they end up facing San Diego's ace and Joe Musgrove. He's eight and five, three ERA. 120 strikeouts, 28 walks, and 120 innings pitched. He has a 308 home ERA in his San Diego hometown. And for San Francisco starting today is Alex Cobb. That's 26 walks in 88.1 innings pitched. Alex Cobb's road ERA is 622. So I think this is this was the play. So I guess if we're teasing my two favorite plays, this is the ultimate lock, the ultimate bounce back. I have San Diego losing Monday night. Who knows? They could even win that game. But I think this is a, a uh, you know, if they lose, it's a nice bounce back spot for the new look Padres. Uh, fortune favors the bold. So if kind of the pricey money line. Yeah, I think uh, you know we look at look at Joe Musgrove. I mean, this is this is crazy to think that going back to last season that I mean I understand that they're in the same division, but he faces uh, Giants team last season one, two, three, four, five times last season. Uh, this is going to be his eighth start in as many uh, you know going back to last season. So I mean, he has a familiarity with this uh, Giants lineup, and like you mentioned, they just haven't been hitting the ball very well. Uh, have the San Francisco Giants? I'm just putting up their WRC plus numbers over the last two weeks against right-handed pitching. Um, and they are, let's see, San Francisco is all the way down at number 26. 
against um, right-handed pitching over the last two weeks. So uh, I think this might be, like you mentioned, the spot where the Padres offense breaks out. Maybe it's in the series. I know we all we picked them to win on Monday night, but I think there's some there's a good bounce back spot here for the Padres with Joe Musgrove on the mound, who did have a bad outing in his last start. So hopefully this is going to be a, 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 a spot where he does bounce back for the San Diego Padres. All right, next game on the board, it's going to be the Minnesota Twins headed to L.A. to take on the Dodgers. Uh, 10-10 Eastern star Joe Ryan on the mound for the Minnesota Twins. Julio Urias on the mound for the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, Looking at the lines for this game, I am seeing the Dodgers are a $2 favorite against the uh, Minnesota Twins, plus 170 on the money line for the Minnesota Twins. Over-under set at 8.5, minus 115. Uh, for the Twins, uh, run line minus one and a half, plus one ten for the Dodgers, and plus one and a half, minus one thirty for the Minnesota Twins. Um, pretty intriguing matchup here. I think there's another low key great matchup uh, between these two pitchers here, Noah. But I'll let you lead this one off, buddy. Twins and Dodgers. Yeah, love this matchup. Like like we mentioned earlier with that Arkady Perez matchup, this is another one of those that is kind of just under the radar. Great, um, just there's two aces going up in the in the nightcap, so it's it's hard to be the headliner. Both of them were worthy, but uh, we'll get to that headliner in a second here. But uh, the Dodgers, they're on an eight game win streak right now, right there with the Cardinals, super hot. And at home, they're almost automatic. They're 15 and two in their last 17 home games for Joe Ryan, Minnesota's starter today. Eight and four, 367 ERA, 89 strikeouts, 25 walks, and 90.2 innings pitched. And he has a 201 ERA in his last six games. And for the Dodgers, Julio Urias, 11 and six, 257 ERA. 109 strikeouts, 24 walks, 115.2 innings pitched this year. He is a 0.97 ERA in his last three games, so he's going very well. Ryan does very well. Um, he's had uh, a great stretch of six starts here. The total is set pretty high here at 8.5 with two good pitchers, a good Doyer bullpen, and an improved Tweaky bullpen. I love the under here. Yeah, I was uh, curious to see why this number was so high. And again, like you mentioned, this is a pretty good pitching matchup between these two squads. I, I lean with the under here as well. I feel like there might be a little bit of value here on the uh, Minnesota Twins, especially with Joe Ryan on the mound. You take a look at WRC Plus over the last two weeks, Minnesota is number 11 against left-handed pitching. Uh, let me filter that down to how they've done in away games um, against left-handed pitching. They're all the way that. If I filter it and add the away games, already, they jump all the way up to number four um, against left-handed pitching uh, on the road. So, um, yeah, I will lean with the Minnesota Twins here at plus 170 on the money line against the Dodgers. I do like your call about the under this game as well. All right, Noah, last game of the night. It's going to be the pitching matchup of the night, the New York Yankees in Seattle. Take on the Mariners, a 10-10 Eastern start as well. Garrett Cole on the mound for the New York Yankees. Luis Castillo on the mound for the uh, Seattle Mariners. Uh, Looking at the opening lines for this game, the Yankees are a road favorite of minus 135 in this game, plus 115 on the money line for the Seattle Mariners, a home puppy. Over under set at seven with juice towards the over at minus 120. Uh, Run line minus one and a half, plus 140 for the New York Yankees and plus one and a half, minus 165. For the Seattle Mariners, we know the story about Garrett Cole in his last start against the um, uh, Mariners. 
and he got blown up in that first inning. He gave up six earned runs in that very first inning, but he was he was out there for uh, another five innings where he didn't allow any more runs to the Seattle Mariners. Um, gave up three long bombs in that game. Did have eight strikeouts in that game, um, but you know. Garrett Cole over his last five games, one and two with a 4.50 ERA. On the road, he is five and one with a 4.28 ERA. But now you're going to a, a pitcher's ballpark here uh, between these two squads. Maybe runs will be at a premium here. Maybe a bounce back, uh, bounce back uh, spot. Sorry for uh, Garrett Cole. But let me get to Luis Castillo here real quick. Um, he on the season is having a pretty decent year. Five and four with a 2.95 ERA over his last five games. Two and oh with a 2.51 ERA. This is going to be his third start against his New York Yankees team over his last four starts. And his last start came on uh, August 3rd last week where he went six and two thirds innings, allowed three earned runs to the um, New York Yankees. The Mariners did go on to win that game seven to three. And then he also had a start back on July 14th against the Yankees where um, he threw seven innings and only allowed one earned run in that span to the um, New York Yankees. They also won that game to the Reds seven to six. So he's very familiar with this lineup. I also do want to mention that Luis Castillo has had, had at least eight strikeouts or has exactly eight strikeouts in four straight starts um, in, in his last four games. So is that number- bad matchups too? Yeah, it, it has been. He had the he had the Yankees twice where he had eight strikeouts each. He had the Marlins where he had eight, and then also the Tampa Bay Rays where he had eight. He's won uh, in his last five. His respective team uh, have won six straight of his starts so far. This uh, this I'm um, oh, sorry over the last six games. I'm gonna stay here with the Seattle Mariners here, um, Noah. I feel like Castillo's in great form. Um, I think that, you know, he's pitched well against the Yankees over his, you know, two out of his last three starts. They're in a pitcher's ballpark here. Maybe the long, the long, the long ball is not going to be flying out like it was in Yankee Stadium, especially in a right field there. I'm a huge fan of Castillo. I'm gonna look at, I'll be looking at strikeout props in this game as well. But I'm going to go with the home puppy here. Give me the Mariners plus 115 on the money line in this game here, Noah. Yeah, I think... I think this one's really interesting. I think it's a sneaky spot for the over, actually. Um, we we saw Garrett Cole get absolutely blown up. Yeah, I know it might be ballpark factor in Yankee Stadium with the short porch and right after we saw that little Kalenic third-row bomb. But yeah. Uh, yeah, six runs in the first inning is no joke. So they were seeing the ball very well out of Cole's hands early in that game. Now, Castillo has just absolutely shoved against the Yankees twice. Yeah. Is he going to be able to do that against this Yankees lineup for a third straight time? I don't know. And this total set at seven right now. I kind of like the over. Okay. Um, but I don't blame you for taking the Mariners. I'm definitely on the Mariners with you. Yeah. I mean, if you look at his last, you know, four of his last five, or even if you want to go back even further, when he was with the Reds, um, I think that's what, three, seven, eight. So of his eight, uh, last eight starts, uh, seven of those eight games have produced seven or more runs in Castillo's starts. And, you know, Garrett Cole, it's just really hard to predict what, you know, what's going to happen. I did want to mention this. I believe I saw a stat after his last start um, against the Mariners that Garrett Cole is 14 and six 
to the uh, to runs being scored in the first inning. And so if you are a, a first a inning nerfie. better, yeah, if you like Nerfies or, or a Yerfi, <laughs> uh, 14 and 6 to the towards the Yerfi for uh, Garrett Cole. So uh, keep that in mind here tomorrow between these two squads. But Noah likes the over in this game, uh, 7, and I do like the Mariners home puppy here as well. And we have to mention it. Captain Insano, avid Yankees fan in the, in the comments, when he's against the Yankees, it kind of – you know his his words are are pretty heavy here on this podcast, so yeah, uh, he backs us as well. Yeah, you got to listen when uh, Captain Asano's, uh saying to fade his own team. So yeah, <laughs> uh, we always appreciate the unbiased opinions about our respective teams. All right, so that was the last game of the evening. Before we get into our lock and dog, let me tell you guys about IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN. And did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private details, uh, your data to hackers, advertisers, ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why uh, we at SGPN use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the Internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the Internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications Browsing history and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even a physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Let's not getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use, and all you have to do is tap one button so you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. All right, Noah, it's that time to get into our lock and dog for the evening. I will let you lead this one off, my man. Uh, what is your lock and dog for the Tuesday night schedule? going to start off with a dog because I really love it. Uh, the Padres, the run line, minus one or plus 118, uh, minus one and a half. Uh, I just think this is a huge spot for Joe Musgrove. It's a bounce back for him. Like you mentioned, he's back in his hometown where he pitches better at home, 308 home ERA. Um, Alex Cobb, he pitches worse on the road, 622 road ERA. I think this is a huge get right spot for this new look Padres offense. I could have gone anywhere really. I could. I, Good. Give out my lock. I also really love the Tommy Henry strikeout prop tomorrow for my lock. Um, I have three totals that I'm also uh, betting tomorrow as well. You can go to uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We have, we have a t- or Alcum sometimes. Out here. Did uh. Did you miss any of any of what I said? Yeah, I got your uh, I got your dog of the Padres, and then also to check out the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com for okay. MLB picks as well. Yeah. Uh, you want to get over to your uh, lock of the yep. day? Here, Noah. What'd you say? Oh, I'm sorry, your lock. 
Yeah, my lock. So, like I said, I I'm betting like three or four of them uh, totals tomorrow. Okay, okay. Um, pick picking out my favorite Houston game. Even I like it at seven and a half if it falls tomorrow in the morning. Uh, both these guys have great histories against their in division rival and Martin Perez and Jose Urquidy. I love. Uh, that pitching matchup, and I don't know if you guys heard it when I lagged out, but Tommy Henry loved that strikeout prop blind. I, yeah. I would take it at five and a half. I think he gets at least six strikeouts tomorrow against the Pittsburgh Pirates, who I'm also a fan. We might have to ladder that Tommy uh, Tommy Henry pop tomorrow. Uh, if that number comes at three and a half, Just, I think we have to bind all the way up to five and a half, Noah, for the Tommy Henry uh, prop, strikeout prop. Probably ladder it up. Yeah, sorry. I I, I think I, yeah. Three and a half, four and a half, five and a half. Love that. I, I think he gets at least six. So a ladder would be would be nice. Yeah, I agree. All right, let me get over to my lock and dog of the day. Uh, I'm going to go with Alec Manoa and the Toronto Blue Jays tomorrow. One and a half uh, on the run line, minus one and a half, minus one hundred five. Mention the numbers about you know um, Alec Manoa against the Orioles. He's had great numbers, but. This is really, I think, a fade of uh, of Kyle Bradish here. Like I mentioned, against the AL East opponents, he hasn't been very good. I know the bullpen is pretty good for the uh, for the Baltimore Orioles, but I think this is a spot where possibly if the Blue Jays, you know, the Blue Jays drop Game One, um, that you know they come out even more motivated with Alec Manoa on the mound, and you know that's their ace pitcher. He's been having a Cy Young caliber year for the Toronto Blue Jays. So I'm going to take them on that run line short price of minus 105 against the Baltimore Orioles and Kyle Bradish on the mound as my lock. Um, for my dog, there was a couple of ones that I did like. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to go with the Texas Rangers first five innings money line with Martin Perez and Jose Arcady. I know you highlighted that this is one of your favorite totals for tomorrow, and I think that there's a lot of value on the Texas Rangers, especially the way Martin Perez has pitched against the Houston Astros. And um, I'm going to continue to back that here within the first five innings. I'm not going to trust the, the bullpen for the Texas Rangers here. So that number is not out yet. But since they are a plus 160 underdog for the game, that number is obviously going to be at a plus price within the first five innings for the Texas Rangers. Um, another one that I was considering was the Oakland A's money uh, money line as well. Uh against Otani. I think there's some value there on that plus 150 as well. But for my official dog of the day on the pod, I'm going to go with the Texas Rangers first five inning money line against the Houston Astros with uh, Martin Perez and Jose or Katie on the mound, like uh, Noah mentioned. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the MLB gambling podcast. Uh, Noah, anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, buddy? Yeah, I just want to apologize for just my Wi-Fi's performances that performance today. That was its worst. It struck out a golden sombrero. Four strikeouts, five strikeouts. I don't know how many times <laughs> I lagged out today. But uh, I have an Ethernet cord, but it's just a, a ton of stuff to move down in the basement for all this recording gear. So I was like, you know what? It's not terrible today. I'll try to push it, be in my room with a nice back backdrop with the jerseys and the trophies and stuff that I won growing up. But you know what? Quality is better than just backdrop. So yeah. learn my lesson. Um, tomorrow, maybe going on, uh, if my Wi-Fi struggles, you guys will just have Tiger Woods. And <laughs> yeah, no worries, man. We always. Like, I apologize for the Wi-Fi. 
Yeah, no worries. It's uh, it's always one of those things uh, with uh, technology. Sometimes it wants to act up at the wrong times of the day. But yeah, like Noah said, we'll be back here tomorrow as usual. Uh, yeah, so make sure real. to yeah check us out uh, on the YouTube stream. If you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel, MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, you'll see the SGPN banner. Um, Noah, what else? Yeah, no yeah I, I also forgot since you mentioned uh, yesterday or tomorrow, I mean, uh, tomorrow, I think I signed up for an hour with Kramer in the 24-hour fantasy football best draw, best ball draft. Uh, yeah. Popping the cherry for best ball. I'm not I'm not a best ball drafter, but I am like a home league guy. I, I'm a home league champion most of the time. Uh, my buddies go to me for fantasy football stuff. Why not try? It? You know, it yeah. doesn't hurt to try. So uh, I'm sure Kramer Kramer will be pretty nice to me. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, so I, I I'll be on tomorrow night on SGP. Um, and then of course we'll be back tomorrow as well in some shape or form. Yep. Uh, make sure I know last year when he did this, I had him on, on one of my screens all day long to kind of get me through the day as well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just, you know, it, it makes, I'm sure that it makes the day go by faster for Kramer, the 24 hours when people are commenting or, you know, like, you know, a lot of the SGPN contributors and guests are going to be joining him to do best ball drafts as well. So yeah. uh, definitely check him out. All right. Uh, with that being said, uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Like I said, we'll be back here tomorrow as well to uh, handicap the games for Wednesday. Till then, good luck with your picks. Uh, let's break these books off and let it ride. Mm-hmm.